You are listening to Kick It, Don't Quit It, a motivational spiritual podcast seeking to spread love and grace. We are thankful that you have tuned in. So without further ado, come and kick it with the girls. Just don't quit on the world. It's Kick It, Don't Quit It. Meg here at your gal, y'all. No, I don't know what I just said. <laughs> but this is we Aaron. are back. <laughs> we, last week, we just got done talking to you guys about some pretty hefty stuff. Hefty, hefty, hefty. Um, I'm sorry. Whippy, whippy, I can only whippy. be serious for so long, you guys. But we were talking about trauma, and I, you know, I kind of exposed some of my own personal from my life trauma, and so did Aaron. Um, and man, hey, I tell you what, that's that's heavy stuff. And when we talk about our stories, you know, we understand there's stories out there that, you know, my goodness, that are even further than that. And so we're just today, we're just going to kind of pick up, piggyback, however you want to say that, um, and kind of continue on in this direction, because we don't want to just leave you hanging at just recognizing trauma, because yes, that's a step. I've got to recognize it. But I can't stay in that. And and we need you to know, God needs you to know today that that there is life beyond trauma. Um, we all have unfortunate things that happen to us. And we've recognized and identified that suicide is not the answer. But there there are ways to move beyond that. And that's, that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. Um, life beyond trauma. Yeah. Um, so for me... I've dealt with um, feeling enough, feeling like I'm enough for, well, since I was a kid, as we talked about last week, just feeling like like I mattered enough that I was priority number one for anybody. And um, that's a difficult place to be because you're constantly searching for someone to fulfill that void. Mm. Um and that you get into a, a relationship with somebody, into a marriage with somebody, and they don't fill that void because you're no longer dating, you're married, and they don't have to, to give you or try to woo you anymore. And so then... Um, you're back to square. You're back to square one, yeah. and you start looking outside of the marriage to fulfill that. Yeah. And then that leads to infidelity, that leads to divorce, that leads to so many different things. And then, again, you're right back at square one, not feeling like you matter. And um, I've gone through some difficulties in the last couple of months um, where I had to step outside of that. And um, we talked about at the beginning of the year, we talked about my word um, this year being change me. And I went through a process where I started to realize and understand. And I know I should have realized this and I understood this years ago. I'm too old and I've been in the faith for too long for it to this to be something that's just dawning on me now. But... Some of us, it takes a little longer um, that there's not a single person on this earth who will ever 
always make me feel like I'm number one because that's not in their nature. It's not in my nature to always put somebody else first. My nature is to look out for myself. Um, That's human nature. Human nature is to look out for ourselves. And if we're not getting what we want from one area of our lives, then we start to look for it from another area. Um, And God has really been working on me in understanding that and as I, we've taught our girls in sisterhood that my worth does not come from how many humans, how many people on this earth um, want me in their life and value my intellect and my wisdom and my, my presence in their life. It really comes down to the fact that God wants me. And he, that's just it. God wants me. So I think, you know, you, you talked about running to things. And I and I, I think that that's what a lot of people do, Erin. You know, you experience trauma. You recognize it was bad. You feel terrible. So what we do by, by human nature is we start running to things to fulfill that wound, to, to pack that wound, so to speak. Sorry if that's gross, but that's the analogy that's coming to my mind. We're packing that, that nasty infection with stuff. A lot of times it's, you know, with relationships, it's with, I mean, let's, Hey, we're adults, right? One night stands, Mm -hmm. um, drugs, alcohol, shopping addictions. Um, it's all of these things that, that only further perpetuate the pain. And so, um, you know, I, I, if, if you didn't go back and listen to the, to the previous podcast, we talked about some of my trauma. I, after, you know, I, I shared with you guys at the end, you know, I got pregnant at 15. I got into a really bad, bad, bad relationship as a young girl. Um, and then I just, I mean, I got in with the wrong crowd. I started party and I mean, I just, I just did the basic thing that a lot of people you see our society that does this um and all of that stemmed from that trauma and I didn't know what to do with that trauma because it happened Aaron I couldn't hide it what happened to me as a young girl was not my fault and I knew that but it happened it left the scar it cut the heart wide open I was bleeding out and I was reaching for anything and everything to, to help me and then people judged me for it people labeled me this awful nasty girl and nobody ever saw me through the lens of Christ I wasn't I didn't surround myself with people who had knowledge to not judge someone off of the 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 branches but to help somebody dig up that root and that's what kept happening to me was I was forming branches. I was watering things in my life that God never intended for me to have alive. And then I blink. I get pregnant again, Aaron. I get in another bad relationship. And I'm not talking bad about these people at all because we were both bad. Nobody was good in these relationships. Right. It just wasn't the relationship you were supposed yeah, to have. Yeah, we were all in bad spots, so we couldn't be good to each other, right? So, right. again, I'm not – don't mistake me, anybody, for talking bad about people in my past. But I, that was my condition. And I'm sorry. Some people might not agree with this, but I, I think the only way – because I've tried it all, Erin – the only way I have ever found to heal from trauma 
is the Lord Jesus Christ. And again, I'm not trying to shove nothing down nobody's throat. Um, When I got into church, Erin, I was so angry. I was so sad. I was so broken. I was so conceited. I had learned throughout all those years that the only way to get attention is if I painted my face to make me look like somebody different because my face naturally was not good enough. Um, I had to wear certain things because being covered up wasn't good enough. I had to completely transform who I was to be good enough. And I learned all of these things from my trauma. It was undealt with and it was poisonous and it destroyed me, Erin. And then I had children who looked up to me, Erin, on top of that. They had a broken mother, a hurt mother, a, a completely damaged, broken mom. Unfortunately, that's what my babies had. Right. And I see that all over, everywhere you go to Walmart. It's not hard. It's written on our foreheads, trauma, broken, unhealed, not made whole. And so steps I took, y'all, Megan, you're going on and on about this trauma and how bad it is, and you identify it. What do I do? God brought me to some people that are still in my life. Um, I believe that God is big enough to guide us even when we don't know him, when we don't serve him. I believe that the Lord Jesus guided my footsteps to this little white shed of a church and these people, and he put people around me that wouldn't just stare at my branches, y'all. They would stare at my root, and they would be patient with me. They formed connection with me, and they taught me how to look at the root. What's your root? I can't uproot something if I'm so focused on the branches. The drugs aren't even the problem, Erin. It's what happened to you when you were 12. Right. And your dad touched you inappropriately. It's what happened when you were 15 and your mom said that thing to you that she should have never said to you. It's what happened when you were at school and all the other kids were doing it. And if you didn't do it, then you were the kid that didn't do it and you didn't have the friends and you were unaccepted. Those are the roots. Yeah. But we're walking around with broken hearts, broken minds, broken spirit, and we're bleeding out, and we are in desperate need of a blood transfusion. We're in desperate need of a, of a lifeboat. We're in desperate need. And I want to tell you guys, there is nothing that will feel that or heal that but the Lord. Yeah. I mean, anybody who's had any counseling or anything like that, you'll you know that they'll start asking you questions and start taking you back further and further yes. and further until they get to the root of what's I causing love counseling. that. Um, I was listening to um, The Basement with Michael Todd a little while ago, and um, he had this um, guy on there. Um, what is his name? He's a comedian. Um, hold on. I'm trying to remember what his name is, and I have it in my email. Um, because he did a relationship study. Michael, what is his last name? Michael Jr. 
that's what he goes by is Michael Jr. Um, and so um, he was talking about how to to process things, and he was talking about um, that he works with people um, and does different things to for people to be able to find the root of why they do certain things. And he was um, he most positive he said he was at one, and um, there was a lady who said she um, she hated stupid people. Like, she didn't want to be at his <laughs> comedy show because she hated when people did stupid things and when people were just stupid. And so he actually kind of called her out on it. And he was like, okay. He says, what do you mean? She said, look, I hate when people do stupid stuff. And he said, okay. He said, I want you just to close your eyes and take a deep breath. And I want you just to go back into your mind and think about why you have this feeling why you have this this thought process of that you hate stupid people and when she did she she closed her eyes and she took a couple deep breaths and she went back and she went back to her childhood and she was in a, a classroom and she went up to the the board or something and had worked a problem and when she got done she thought she was correct and her teacher had looked at her and said that's not correct are you stupid oh that's sad and so then from that point on and there was a couple of other times where she had felt that way but from like that point on anytime she went into the room she would identify who was the stupid person in the room Mm. so that way it wouldn't be her yeah um and so all of her life she had had this thought process that she hated stupid people. And the reason why was a childhood trauma that had happened that had put that into her. And when she was able to recognize that, she was able to release it. That's golden. When she was able to recognize it, she was able to release it. So in some of our other podcasts, I've told you guys that I have recently gotten married she did. So honey's Ivy. sitting in the corner. She just asked him, you're not leaving me, are you? Yes, he has such a nice <laughs> rumpus. <laughs> Is that okay to say? Shelton, can I, can I say that my husband has a nice rumpus? Okay. Well, he has a nice <laughs> rumpus, y'all. It's one of his really good attributes. But anyway, I'm just teasing, but I'm being for real at the same time. So, um, <laughs> so in order for, I just lost all thought. In order to release. You have to realize, you have to recognize. Recognize to release. Okay. So, you know, as you can imagine, you know, we've shared trauma. I mean, y'all, I have not gotten an A plus in relationships. I'm just going to be honest with you. I mean, I, I swear, I, I mean, all throughout my life, I've, I've picked the same person, different faith. It's just been a repetitive thing that just keeps cutting. And again, I wasn't in a healthy position, so I'm not talking ugly about anybody by any means, but this is a very common thing, Erin, whenever you have issues with your father you normally don't have healthy relationships with your girlfriends your boyfriend um friendship you you normally that's any kind norm- of relationship you really just kind of fail at relationships because mm-hmm. that father relationship is so important and so that's kind of where I was at guys um and so I am actually in my very first and all of my whole life in my very first healthy relationship um and I'm so thankful for that and 
it has taken so much to get to that place. It's taken years. Mm-hmm. Um, because I had to release some things, Erin. There right. were some things that had to get healed in me. Um, and I want someone else to know out there that you your heart might be a mess, but it, and you might not see how it could ever be healed. But please hear me as a testament. I don't have it all together. Me and my husband, literally, we do counseling sessions to talk about things. Um, and that doesn't mean we're failing. That means we're doing it right, actually. Right. Um, but there has been steps. I mean, there was, there was, I'm going to, I'm going to say this. There was one time we were having some friendly and intense fellowship. Intense moments of fellowship is what we call it at church. Yes. <laughs> That's code word for we were arguing. And <laughs> healthy people argue, by the way. And I will, he, he looked at me and I was being goofy, you know, charming as I am. And he looked at me and it was so off topic. And I thought to myself, what is he talking about? And then it stopped and it hit me. He said, I am not your dad. And I'm sitting here thinking, I know you're not my dad. You're my husband. And I stopped and I thought, I'm responding like he's my father. Responding like a kid would. I'm responding like I did way back then. And so I think healing from trauma, I don't think there's a magic word to it. I don't, no. I, I mean, there, a scar is a scar. When you're cut and you're sewn up, you're not bleeding no more. It doesn't hurt no more, but you can still see that raised skin, the indention where the stitch was put. Mm-hmm. It happened. You got cut. It's there. It happened. But that doesn't have to be an excuse. Right. That doesn't have to be a weak arm anymore. Right. You can be healed. Right. And so I think I had to make a decision at some point, Erin, to get healthy. And ways I did that, I told you guys I got into church. I surrounded myself with people that were healthy. Yeah. I understood, Erin, that old old ways of doing things were never going to get me new 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 ways of doing things it was never going to get me my healing and so one of the first things that that changed in my life was the people that I ran with um I stopped watching certain things Erin you know what's funny is a lot of the things that I watched I would watch movies where people were abused like action thrillers and like people are like getting hurt and abused and like I watched a lot of things I gravitated towards things that I went through isn't that wild yeah. I was attracted to the music that my father would listen to as he would beat my stepmother. And those were things that, that became a part of me. And I had to part with those things. Yeah. We have to part with things, y'all, in order to be healed. Right. Because if you don't, you continue to use your trauma as a crutch. You pull it with you. To, you you're yeah. hanging on. You're saying, I refuse. I'm going to continue to bleed out. Yeah. And then when people call you on it, then you use the excuse, well, this is what I went through when I was a kid. My dad was bad. My, my dad was abusive. My dad was bad. My dad treat my, my mom treated me bad. My, my whole family treated me bad. And, and that may be true. But there's, but there's there no is peace. a line. There's no peace in that. There's a line that you have to look yourself in the mirror, Aaron, and you have to say, "I'm either going to die this way. Come on, y'all. I don't. Ha- we get we get thirty minutes. I don't have enough time to sugarcoat this. I'm gonna die this way, in pain, miserable, hating everything, wounded and bleeding out, or I'm going to be made whole. 
Right. It is a choice. And please don't take me as being insensitive. There are people who have been sexually abused, who have been physically abused, mentally abused. There are stories that are so much worse than mine. My my childhood would have been a dream, a blessing, an answered prayer to somebody out there. I do recognize that. But I also know that you don't have to walk around for the rest of your life with an right. open chest, a knife in your back. You just don't. Right. It happened, yes. It was awful, yes. It put some seeds in you and then it watered it and it put a deep root in you, yes. But I want to encourage some people, counseling, talking about it, getting a new group. You don't have to be around the same people that the trauma happened with. Right. And and you need people who will will call you on your on your crap girl um you need people who won't just say yeah you're right you had it rough yeah because i don't want to wallow in it anymore i want i want to grow from it i want to be a symbol to somebody in this earth erin that yeah you can have a crappy childhood and still keep trucking y'all last year my daddy died he died Huffing air duster. And it cut off the oxygen to his brain, is what the autopsy said. And he suffocated. And he was all alone. And he fell in the office floor and he died. The office floor that at one point me and him sat and played the game aggravation. And we laughed. He laid on that rug that I sat on as a little girl and he died. I don't want that to be my story. I don't want to pull from my pain for the rest of my life and let it kill me. I refuse. I get one life, y'all. I get one chance. Tomorrow, I am not promised to wake up. This could be the last podcast I ever do. And I want it to, if I could say anything to anybody out there, get up. Stop making excuses. You are enough. You are worth being healed. You are worth being made whole. And even if you don't believe it, you're going to have to push past those feelings. You don't deserve to be in toxic relationships with the same person, different face, different house. You don't deserve to be beaten. You don't deserve to be used for sex. You don't deserve that. You don't deserve that. But but the thing is, y'all, it's your choice. Right. You have to choose, you choose different. If you want different, you choose different. It, this is so simple. There is simplicity in healing, Erin. It's not as difficult as what we make it. No. Sometimes counselors make you take this 50-year-long process. And I'm so for counseling, by the way. Please don't hear what I'm not saying. But it is quite simple. The only thing you got to do, I'm going to tell you right now, is make up your mind. Am I going to be healed? Am I going to be made new? Am I going to be restored? Yeah, it happened. I can't erase the past. But what am I going to do moving forward? It is a choice. And you can't convince me otherwise. Yeah. It goes back to the the change me. I had a friend of mine reach out to me. Um, I have a friend that I've known her my whole life. Um, and she reached out to me this, this weekend, or the, sorry, this week. Um, and we were talking. And um, she made the statement um that she's trying to give more grace to herself and to others this year that's what Amen. that's what she's that's she's trying goal. for is like grace that. and um 
I said, uh, I said, I told her, I said, that's a good resolution for the year. Mine is to change me. I'm going to work on making me the best me I can be because the only person I can change is me. And she says, that is true and the hardest. I said, yes, ma'am. So much easier to tell everyone else what they are doing wrong than looking inside and seeing where I need to change. Um, And so sometimes that change is packing a bag and walking out. Girl. Sometimes that change. That's real talk right there, as my husband would say. (laughs) That sometimes that change is looking at a friend and saying, I'm sorry, but. I can't be around you anymore. How bad is the pain and what are you willing to do to move yep. past it? How bad is the trauma, guys? I'm serious. I'm, I'm talking to you. How bad is your trauma that you don't want to, what are you willing to do to not live with it no more? No. What are you willing to go through? How many counseling sessions? Who are you willing to let go of? What places are you willing to not visit no more? What, are you willing to be disciplined in your mind to say, uh-uh, I'm done thinking about that, that happened? And then I did this. I can't change it. I, I'm, it's not swirling and twirling in my mind. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I take authority over my mind. And I'm going to think on good things. What are you willing to do? Yeah. That's the question. Yep. Sometimes that is walking back into a church house and laying everything down on an altar. Um, it doesn't have to be the same church house that you were at. It doesn't have to be at the same place that you got hurt. Aaron, anywhere, um, it's just it's just put, making an altar even if it's just an altar in your bedroom where you kneel down and you say god i need you because where i'm at right now is not working for me and i know the only person who can help me out of this pit is you um you know we don't we don't we well We talk about God on this podcast. We extend our faith and we talk about religious things. Um, We don't normally go into how our podcast listeners should approach God. But when it comes to this subject, counseling is great. I, I believe in counseling. Me and my husband are in counseling. Megan and her husband are in counseling. My son and his new wife are in counseling. Our other producer <laughs> and his wife are Pretty in counseling. Pretty much every successful relationship I know has yeah. some form of counseling. And so um, we are all for counseling. But you also have to make sure your heart is right. You have to make sure that you're doing things for the right reasons um, and not just doing them to push a button or make a case for it to where you can say, well, I tried, but it doesn't, it didn't work. There has to be, there has to be a, a change of heart. Um, And you have to, like Megan said, you have to decide what you're willing to give up. Yes. To make your life better amen i like that aaron that's Um, good so so think on that tonight guys think or tonight this morning this afternoon whatever time zone whatever think on that what are you willing to stop doing and start doing to move beyond the trauma it happened you cannot erase it but you do not have to live traumatized for the rest of your life amen 
Amen. There is peace beyond the trauma. Um, And I think that's probably what we'll leave you with. Um, There is peace beyond the trauma. So um, we love you guys. Thank you for for tuning in. Again, it's Kick It, Don't Quit It with me and Megan. Uh, We miss you, Holly. Leona! (laughs) Um, Please reach out to us. Kick, don't quit pod at gmail.com and we would love to hear from you guys or you can catch us on facebook instagram we're looking at um having some live feed um before long so unfortunately some days um you'll see see our faces (laughs) our lovely faces um also check out our brother podcast three semi-grown men and the big circle um they're doing some crazy things um our pastor and megan's husband is on the big circle and um they actually have a live feed now so you can see them on youtube just don't look at my husband's butt (laughs) well he's usually seated so i don't think anybody has to worry about that praise (laughs) god um they're newlyweds it's it's it is what it is but we love you guys peace Um, out a town (laughs) be blessed guys